You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language. Today is 8-Minute English, talking about misspellings and word confusion. Hello, you're listening to English with Monty and we're doing an 8-Minute English session again with Niccolo. How are you doing, Niccolo? Hi, John. It's a pleasure to join your podcast. How are you? I'm amazing. I'm looking forward to the episode today. We've got to get on, though, because it's only eight minutes. Did you have a topic in mind? Yeah, I was thinking about mixing up spellings, words that sound the same but have different spelling and meanings. Oh, I like that one. That's pretty good. Do you have any particular things that you get mixed up regularly? For example, usually when I'm on the internet, I find some mistakes like, for example, it's like the contraction for it is, and it's like the possessive form of it. Ah, okay, yes. That's a common mistake, definitely. How would you normally approach it? Do you have an idea of how you do it, or does it just completely confuse you? No, I have an idea because I read the context, so suddenly I can recognize the mistake. But I saw that it's a very, very common mistake on forums, post comments, on social networks. I wonder, do native speakers make these mistakes frequently? Yeah, I guess they do. I mean, it's probably quite a tricky one, this one, because obviously if you do it apostrophe est, then that's short for it is. And then, of course, if you do I-T-E-S, then that would obviously be the possessive. It is commonly mistaken. Just being a bit careful. I mean, obviously, if there's a separation after the T and before the S, then yes, it's going to be a contraction of it is rather than a possessive form. Sometimes I read mixing up spellings like two and two. That could be even two. This is the thing. I mean, I suppose you wouldn't say two. You pronounce it the same. Yeah, obviously, two, which would be before an infinitive to go, for example, and then the number two which is spelled T-W-O, and then also you've got two T-double-O, which you would say at the end of the sentence, I like big beards too, for example. What are the most frequently mistakes that English learners do about mixing up spellings? Because I think this is a very common mistake that just foreign people, not just foreign people, but foreign people do frequently. And me too, I think. So what are the most frequently mistakes that you have heard about English learners? Native speakers and English learners would make these similar mistakes, but I suppose it's when you're texting, maybe your friends on WhatsApp or something. Often you would have your or your, so obviously they're pronounced in the same way, but your as in Y-O-U-R would be the possessive to mean your book, for example, whereas Y-O-U apostrophe R-E means you are, obviously the contraction of you are there. So people would often put that in wrongly in their text message. They would put Y-O-U-R instead of the contraction form. I suppose it's not a huge mistake, but it looks a bit silly if you do that. But I can understand why people do it. I suppose it's just your messaging quickly. Let's blame the autocorrect. That can be a bit of an issue. And also the pronunciation is the same. And then also there and there, and there. So we've got three different theirs, which are all spelt differently and all used in a different way. There, T-H-E-R-E, as in over there. And then you've got T-H-E-I-R, which is a possessive, so it's their book. 
And then you also have there to mean they are, T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E, they're Spanish, for example. Those are probably the biggest mistakes, I would say, with native speakers, but of course, learners as well. Have you ever had problems with those? Yeah, but usually it's about the spoken English. Because, you know, there are some sounds that confuses me. It was more frequently at the beginning when I was learning English because some sounds were totally exploding my mind because <laughs> there are some sounds that I didn't know they exist. Like you just said, there or there, there and there. There is a slightly E as an English learner. That's what I got now. Personally, I wouldn't really differentiate too much. I mean, I suppose that there is a perhaps specific rules with that pronunciation. I've never come across that, though. But normally, I would just be pronounced in the same way. Which was the difference in pronunciation? You mean between there as in they are or there as in possessive? That's my mixing up spellings mistake. <laughs> but in terms of pronunciation, you mean? Yeah. Those three are all pronounced in the same way. So there, there, there. So oh, okay. Were there any other ones that you get mixed up with? Yeah, it was a really, really common mistake that I made. And I'm making it now. It's the mixing up well and good. Ah, yes. Well and good. That's a really common one. The thing is with well and good as well, the way native speakers speak, we often use it in the wrong way. For example... I don't know if you've noticed, but sometimes when you ask me, oh, how are you, John? And sometimes I say I'm good, which is actually grammatically wrong. I should really say I'm well, but it's the way people speak. I suppose that's more of an American way of saying things to say I'm good. I suppose we've adopted that in the UK as well. I suppose the difference between well and good is well is an adverb, whereas good is the adjective. So you would say I'm doing well in maths rather than I'm doing good in maths. What's the difference, for example, between I speak good English and I speak English well? Because in my mind, it's the same. You can say both of them, because obviously if you say I speak good English, then you're describing how the English is. Obviously, the adjective is coming beforehand. So you're putting the focus on describing English, whereas if you're saying well, then you're putting the emphasis as an adverb onto the verb itself so i speak english well that would be the difference okay so i can't say i speak well english of course obviously it matters the position you put it as well yeah so you'd put well after the verb rather than before the verb oh, okay even in this case do we always need the context to choose good and well or is just a grammar matter I guess it's just a grammar matter and, and where you want to put the emphasis. I mean, obviously, if you want to put the emphasis more on the verb, then obviously you're using well, whereas if you want to put the emphasis more on the noun, then you would be using good. Uh, okay, I could say, what a good boy you are. You speak good English. Yes, it's probably a bit strange to say you speak good English, but you can say that, definitely. I suppose a lot of the time, we would focus more on using the adverb and say you speak English well. What you said was correct. So that would be, for the good boy you are, you speak English well. Excellent. Yeah, both of those things are true. You've been listening to 8 Minute English. Thanks, Nicolo. Oh, thank you.